Hi, I'm Tanner Olson, and this is episode 20 of Walk a Little Slower, a podcast where I share a little hope, a little love, and a little bit of what I've been learning. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually keep going. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Walk a Little Slower. As always, before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening, for sharing this podcast around, for rating and reviewing the show. If you haven't yet left a review or rated it, please go ahead and do so. That helps others to see this podcast and to hear a different form of of poetry, of writing, and to hopefully hear a little bit of hope. So please go ahead and rate and review. At the end of this episode, I will be sharing a poem from my book, Walk a Little Slower, so stick around to hear that. Here is episode 20 of Walk a Little Slower. I was 21 years old when I first started drinking coffee. I had always loved the smell, but never found myself needing it. That is, until the summer of 2011, when I wouldn't have survived without it. The summer between my junior and senior year of college, I packed up and moved to Raleigh County, West Virginia, to work for a ministry organization called YouthWorks. The previous two summers, I worked at Camp Luther in northern Wisconsin. I somehow survived those two summers without a drop of coffee. And looking back, this seems impossible, but God, God certainly does do miracles. But now, at the old age of 21, I was in need of some help. YouthWorks leads mission trips across the country for middle school and high school students. They plant themselves in a town for a summer and welcome youth groups from across the country. And over the course of a week, participants would would help paint houses, they would lead vacation Bible school, they would create and sustain community, and they would do good around. And in the evenings, after serving all day long, the participants would get a chance to explore the city, dive into the culture, And we would always end the day by gathering for worship, singing songs, and hearing from God's Word. For many, it is a week of spiritual transformation. It certainly was for me. When I was 17 years old, my youth group traveled from Oviedo, Florida to a town in West Virginia to serve a community with YouthWorks. My life changed forever that week in West Virginia. That that was the summer, that was the week that I realized Jesus was real. And I'll tell you that story one day, but, but not today. Today, today we're talking about coffee. Four years later, after having my life turned upside down and inside out, I was hired to work for YouthWorks in West Virginia. It was this beautiful full circle moment. I served alongside three other college-age students, Christina, Katie, and Chris. Christina was from Delaware, and Katie was from Michigan, and Chris was from Illinois. We didn't know one another before the summer started, and now, well, now we can never forget each other. Everything can change when you say yes to the unknown, to wanting to do good. I don't think God wastes anything, and he certainly did not waste this summer. This was a job that I had wanted since the summer of 2007, the summer that shifted everything for me. I wanted to give high school students the same experience that had been given to me that that changed my relationship with Christ. When you work for YouthWorks or or really any ministry, you end up doing more than what you ever thought you would. 
but you love the work because you believe in the work and in the mission of serving and loving the people around you. Your job description changes and grows daily. You feel important and needed and you have to fight to not make it about yourself, but it's it's all draining and it's all draining work. And if you aren't careful, and if you ignore rest, you'll burn out. The days, they were long as we prepared for youth groups to come to our site. There was always 10 different things to do at once. And our site, the place where we lived, cooked meals, and worshipped was an elementary school. Participants slept on the floor of classrooms, and we used the cafeteria as our kitchen. We used the teacher's lounge as our office that hung above us. The rhombus, the circle, the trapezoid, squares, triangles, you get it. Shapes. This was our home. Every day we were up early, and every night we were up late. And one day, Chris, who's an avid coffee drinker, asked me if I drink coffee. I said no. Over the next few days, I was dragging and I think Chris had had enough of it. He said, come on, let's go. And so he took me to a corner coffee shop down the road called Donut Connection. Imagine a Dunkin' Donuts that got stuck in 1995. This was Donut Connection. Chris told me that it would probably be best if I, if I started out drinking coffee with, with cream and sugar, just, just to see. And so I ordered the coffee with, with cream and sugar. The kind lady filled up the cup, the cup with what I can only imagine was not fresh coffee. She asked if I wanted one or two sugars, and I didn't know what that meant because I wasn't sure how much one sugar was. So I said two, thinking maybe it'd just be a packet of sugar. But it wasn't. Instead, she took a serving spoon. Not a cereal spoon, but like the spoon that you would use to scoop carrots and potatoes out of a pot roast. That size of a spoon. And she pulled out this huge container of sugar, and she took one scoop dumped it into the coffee and then she took another scoop and then dumped it right into the coffee half the cup was now sugar you don't even use this much sugar to make lemonade and then she asked if i wanted one or two creams and so i figured i needed two and she dumped out some of the coffee and filled about a fourth of the cup with cream chris and i we looked at each other and i not a coffee drinker was very aware that this is not how you make coffee but i wasn't going to say anything i wasn't here to create conflict I took a sip, and then I took another sip. It was grainy and gross, and I could not stop drinking it. And guess what? I stayed awake. I was more productive that day than any other day of my life. Coffee is a heck of a drug. And that was the summer I began drinking coffee. My life has never been the same, and it's weird to say that about a drink, about a cup of coffee. Chris and I, we even wrote a song for when we drink coffee that summer. Do you want to hear it? I'm warning you, it's, it's a really good song. Okay, it goes like this. Mmm, <clears throat> coffee, 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 coffee. Mmm, coffee, coffee, coffee. Like I said, it's a really good song. But we said that, we sang that every time that we drink coffee together. And for the last 10 years or so, I have started every day with coffee. I've even ended a few nights with it. My teeth, they hate me for it, but it's a sacrifice that I've been willing to make. I admit, some days I drink it because I have to. I need it. Yes, it's an addiction. And this is my confession. But I also have to say that I mostly drink it because it invites me to slow down so that I can move forward. Most mornings, I'm tempted to rush into my day. 
to open email and check my to-do list and overthink the whole entire world. But these days, these days I'm learning to let myself enjoy the first few sips of coffee. No screens, no distractions, just a cup of coffee. There are these small moments in the day that allow me just to slow down. Moments that remind me of God's goodness to remember that every moment is somehow, someway, holy. And the first sip of coffee is a prayer in itself and it reminds me of God's grace. It reminds me that His grace is for me and I can give grace to those around me, including myself. Grace knows no darkness it cannot overcome. Grace knows no word that cannot be written over. Grace knows no moment that it cannot light up. Grace, even when you think it is absent, remains. And this is what I remind myself when I have my morning coffee. I come back to the truth that is inside of me, the truth that the morning light and black coffee are waking up. I remember that I am here and here is only where I can be. I remember hope and joy and that both of them remain despite what is playing on the news and in my head. I remember the bitter death of Jesus, but the sweet resurrection. And when you take that first sip of coffee tomorrow morning, I hope, I hope you'll remember that God's grace is for you. To close out this episode, I'd like to share a poem titled Coffee from my book, Walk a Little Slower. But before I do that, I do want to just say thank you. Thank you again for listening to this episode. And as always, you can find me online at writtentospeak.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast and my ministry, please visit patreon.com slash writtentospeak to become a patron. Your monthly donations allow me to spread hope and announce love through written and spoken word just like this podcast. All right, with that, here is a poem titled Coffee. Again, you can find this in my book, Walk a Little Slower. I've got stained teeth and burnt breath, but a beat that's staying alive in my chest. I've been waking up early to sit with the sunrise and watch your beauty meet my barely open eyes. The light breaks through, reminding me that I can make it through. And it's the first morning sip that reminds me of grace and what I can only imagine is a smile on your face. For a moment, for a moment, it's just you and me and a cup of coffee watching the waking world beginning to be. And the other morning I read, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And I am beginning to see that I do not need to see you to believe you are with me. You are. You are with me.